topic tonight, guys. Uh, We're going to be talking about the new X-Men movie called Apocalypse. I saw it a little bit earlier today, and what was cool about from my experience is that I didn't see any previews, read anything about it. I knew nothing. I just knew we were going to talk about it tonight, and so I went and saw the movie, and I have uh, my mind blown and some some couple couple things to say. What cave were you in? I know. I don't watch TV. I'm just stuck on Netflix, so I'm watching anything. Okay, so. well, I can't fault you for that. I, you know, I watch a lot of uh, different... Um, <clears throat> Internet, uh, you know, uh, YouTube, Collider, it, blah, 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 blah. I watch all this. I mean, I don't watch TV. Well, and you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I try. I have, to, I have to try to, you know, um, uh, impart some of the knowledge that I get onto others so that, you know, they too can grow and, and be fuller nerds just like me. So. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I didn't know that kind of blew my mind. Like, first off, Sansa is playing Gene or Phoenix. I had no idea when no, I walked Randall in because I didn't know shit. I didn't know me. shit about this movie either. I hadn't really yeah. been following it too closely. Yeah, no, no, big fail because that was one of the big selling points for me. Yeah. I, okay. I knew about it in advance, yeah. I totally knew about it in advance, of course. Like I knew who was cast um for for Cyclops and Jean Grey and Nightcrawler like seven months ago when they were initially cast. The only person I was really excited about casting wise was Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse. That which, was the only was that was the only name that I knew uh, that and that about the about the movie. I didn't fall. I've always been kind of ambivalent about the X Men movies. They've sure. been they've been really hit or miss with me. Yeah, I've always enjoyed them better in hindsight than like when they've come out. And I okay. go back and watch them again. Like, and I'm like, oh, this isn't as bad as. I, I guess just I have like, I never really f- have felt since maybe like the first one that they ever kind of really met the bar, with the exception of maybe First Class. I thought First Class was really fun. X, Introducing X Two was good. I, I have to go back and watch it again. It's been a while. I haven't watched that. Yeah, you probably should. since it came out. Um, but this one was this this one was definitely enjoyable. Um, like I said, the person I was most excited to see was Oscar Isaac, and of course, he did not disappoint. Oh, he delivered. <laughs> A little bit. All right, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and talk about Oscar Isaac here. Everything as he's Apocalypse. been in, I love him in, and it's completely different character. So he's not really being typecast. He's just an amazing no. actor. He's a delightful character actor. He disappears into his roles. No, completely. and I honestly like the only time that I saw I, Oscar Isaac in this role was when they're doing the transference of power in the beginning of the movie when yeah. he doesn't have the makeup on he doesn't have any of the headgear the suit or anything that's the only time i saw him the makeup was so good that you didn't see him visually and his normal um facial inflections the sound of his voice the timbre his cadence that usually comes with what he does wasn't there either he completely disappeared and became apocalypse and i loved it loved it 100 percent. it's great i i wasn't disappointed at all with well character. i was uh, happily surprised in the first scene of the film that they actually cl- cast brown people as Egyptians. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they actually, like, hmm. they actually, I think they went to Egypt to make a movie about Egyptian people. Yeah, no, I mean it looked really, really good. I, I love Egyptian shit. It's like one of my favorite little uh, things to watch old Egyptian movies, and you know they're all white people. It's like, wow, they finally cast brown people. It's like, yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> I found the I found the beginning to be a little corny. The big the 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 big fl- like flashback build up scene with him, but oh, I loved uh, it. I thought that I was, was great. Like, I thought it was a little corny, but I was ready to roll with it. And the rest of the movie got a lot more got a lot more on point from there on out when they brought it into the modern day. 
No, uh, no. Uh, again, Oscar Isaac's portrayal as Apocalypse in the new era in present time was was great. It wasn't present time, right? It was in the 80s. Well, it was in the yeah. 80s, but you know, I, I'm using that as kind of a reference point in, in present time in the 80s. Um, you know, him walking the streets of, I guess that's Cairo, mm-hmm. um, kicking around and then uh, saving Storm, you know, from getting, uh, you know, her arm chopped off and, and speaking Egyptian and, 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 you know, making dust and decapitating people, which I fucking love. That was yes. very which cool. Which was great. The use of his powers, the way that, that they explored his powers and they touched on different things, uh, you know, his capability and what he could really do, the full potential of his power was great. But honestly, every time he tapped one of his four horsemen and made them better was great. But the scene with Magneto Ugh, and tapping him which, with his power, I want you to reach into the ground. Yeah. You'll you, you feel as deep it as you can go. Beautiful. You'll find that you can move the very earth yeah yeah it and was beautiful. you gotta give it up to michael fassbender for oh, yeah. really emoting and having all the emotion and like yes. being in pain as he's actually oh. exerting so much energy and standing up and just destroying auschwitz yeah that was around that was everybody beautiful. i will always give it up for michael fassbender absolutely yeah yep. I, I know if he came to the room right now you would turn over drop your trout i and would like, just take it baby i would just make out with him <laughs> yeah. he is so he is so beautiful no. and so amazing and you and i said you this in the movie <laughs> you're like you're looking at him and he's like stubble and he's just got a flannel shirt on and you lean over to me like god he's good looking like god he is so incredibly handsome and harrison looks at me and goes i know right i was just thinking the same <laughs> thing hell of gated up for michael fassbender for a hot minute because he's just so pretty uh, and he's so immensely talented too and i gotta yes. say the what did you guys i don't i don't know what you guys thought about the casting but i gotta say the this to me is where i think the movie had its weakest point is i was not terribly impressed with a lot of the casting or at least what they did with it um of course, uh, you know, Oscar Isaac was amazing as Apocalypse. Fassbender and McAvoy were awesome cast, as Magneto was great. able. The first class folks. Yeah. Um, Jennifer uh, Lawrence. W- uh, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence is Mystique. Uh, oh, my God. Evan when P- she steps out of that car in Berlin. Oh, God, the very beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Rev Evan, my engine. Well, and Evan Peters, too, of course, playing Quicksilver is just fucking incredible. And we'll get to all that in a minute. But I want to talk about the newest casting. And I got to say, I'm not terribly impressed and i mean that about everybody and i want to start with gene gray i okay here okay i love what is what his is her name sophie turner sophie turner thank you so much i can never i don't know why i can never remember that name every time her face comes up i just like i everything stops yeah 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 Uh, she lose your train all the blood rushes from your head it goes down your second brain and she is immensely immensely talented yes but her American accent sucks. I actually liked her American accent, and, it, and and I guess it's just because of the fact that I've just been wa- I've I've watched five, six and a half seasons of Game of Thrones in less than a month. Yeah, and so all I've heard come out of this woman's mouth for the last like thirty days it's has been English. a thick high English accent, and all of a sudden listening to her play an American character, like I could not suspend my disbelief. I just couldn't. And maybe that'll maybe that'll change with time. Maybe she'll get better at it. Maybe I won't give as much of a shit, but I just couldn't I couldn't do it. The guy that plays Cyclops, Ty Sheridan, Ty Sheridan, pretty decent. I like I like the idea of him kind of being a little bit more of an upstart because Scott always Scott always struck me as like a really squeaky clean fucking goody two shoes. Cyclops is always just kind of like this pretentious pretty boy asshole. Yeah, pretty boy bro. Yeah. And this is in this 
kid's a little different. He's a little more like fucking Judd Nelson in The Breakfast Club a little well, bit. Apparently, he I called approve. James Marsden, um, who played Cyclops in the first three films, and was like, you know, it's such an honor to fill your shoes. And I guess Marsden gave him a few pointers on how to play Cyclops. And James Marsden, in my opinion, did not play Cyclops very well. I didn't mm-hmm. like him as Cyclops much at all. No. No, I thought he was probably the weakest one. Yeah, yeah, um, easily. I also thought in that in the in the original X Men movies, I always kind of felt that Halle Berry was a weak casting choice for Storm. Didn't like, and I Storm. feel yes. like the new chick um, might be a weak casting choice for Storm too, until I kind of see more of what she does because the, the and I think this is this is a directorial falling failing as opposed to an act like the talent of the actors. So it's all Brian Singer's fault. The yeah the. The the four horsemen, with the exception of Magneto, like they all looked really good, but they didn't really do much, and they weren't really that important. I was thoroughly disappointed with how they used Olivia Munn. Psylocke. She literally, as Psylocke, has me like I, most four lines of dialogue in the yeah. whole movie, and the rest of the time just stands around looking sexy and brooding. Yeah. And that's it. And I was like, seriously? What the fuck? This is supposed to be this badass like ninja warrior fucking character who has this amazing ability and stuff and you just you didn't do a damn thing with yeah. her the chick that plays the chick that plays storm like as as far as what they went for with the particular character i think is good but i think at some point they're gonna have to drop her for someone different no uh, it's not gonna happen um it's not gonna happen and i'm gonna tell you why because um all of the young actors here ty sheridan sophie turner all the, the everybody who came in here they signed for three pictures Okay, well, she better step it up. And so they've or, all signed for another. Or they trilogy. better step it up to let them do more. As far as uh, and then the guy who you know, same thing, like the kid who played Angel. Like I really enjoyed him, and I would have loved, I would have loved they, to have seen them do more with all of them. All right, in deference to this kid, that this was his first movie. Really, British Very actor, first movie, his first movie. Whoa! And uh, I'm looking for his name right here, really quick, and uh, it's uh, Lucas Till. Oh, excuse me, no, that was. Uh, that was Havoc, excuse me. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm looking for his name here really quick, and you'll forgive me. As uh, I'm looking for his name, and it's not showing up on the first. Anyways, yeah, no, this was his first movie, um, period. Out of I gotta say, out of all of He the... was in EastEnders, which is okay. a big soap opera yeah, in, yeah. in London, but his first big motion picture, I should say. Um, mm. Yeah, so that's, that's possibly why. And, I mean, let's be honest, Brian Singer, he's great in some things. But I mean, he's he's now officially helmed um, six films. Six X Men. Six films. Jesus, they gotta in, hand it off in, to in the else. universe. So he 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 breaks the record of any director to helm uh, as many like one franchise, one franchise, mm-hmm. one set of uh, um, uh, superhero films. I gotta so. I gotta tell you who who really who really stole my heart away though was Nightcrawler. Oh yeah, uh, the Cody, kid Cody that plays Scott Nightcrawler McPhee. was very, very charming. He's and also I, British. Yeah, yeah, no, no surprise, surprise there. there. All the all the best American actors are British. Oh, and thank you. Uh, the kid who plays Angel is Ben Hardy. Okay, but yeah, the guy Nightcrawler stole my breath away. I would have he they they did a lot with him largely as comic relief, which was which was all well and good. I can't wait to see him develop into something a little bit more serious because I've always loved. Nightcrawler as a serious as like a more serious character he fascinates me because he's this like Eastern European supremely devout Catholic yeah mutant and how his and and his appearance and you know looking like a demon and a devil basically 
uh, and how that conflicts with his faith and how he carries his faith through that. I mean, I'm a fucking atheist, but I find that to be incredibly compelling as a story. Like, how do you how do you strike a balance between these things where it's like you look like a demon, but you b- want to believe in your in your God that everybody thinks you're not a part of? All right, ladies, um, why don't you jump in here and uh, kind of give us your. I could change the topic uh, about other things. (laughs) I I noticed I did like that. uh, I was worried about the last movie, how they kind of restarted everything, like everything that we knew and experienced in X-Men. Now, hey, things have changed. How did it get that way? And and now they're kind of backtracking and starting all over. Um, Some things that they changed that I didn't think really fit in with the story kind of irritated me, but I don't know. I might just accept it just because it's kind of, they're changing it. Is there like one specific point that you actually have an issue with? Well, one in particular is that uh, the, how he lost his hair. Like if that's, Oh yeah, no, that's a big one. If that's how he lost his hair, but that's not what happened. And it, it, that's just one of them that just kind of irritated me. Okay. Um, and there, there was a couple other ones that, that I noticed. And then they made some some jokes like when the cameo with Hugh Jackman with yeah. uh, Wolverine. That was really great. And then seeing Gene be like, I can help you. And then that tense sexual tension moment because mm-hmm. you know <laughs> mm-hmm. they're past and that they kind of fell for each other, but they're kind of forbidden love. And so that was kind of fun to experience that, that little passionate moment. And I wonder how much Hugh Jackman made just to... To cameo for the oh, five uh, minutes, and, and that was that was a quick thing. Apparently, um, Brian Singer rang him up and said, "Hey, I want you in the movie for five minutes, and this is the scene." And uh, Jackman was like, "Yeah, mate, that sounds brilliant. Let's do this." Yeah, mate, I'm glad. I'm glad. No, and, that. and that's and that's that's in there. You know, that that was in the bit that I read. He's like, "Yeah, mate, I'll totally do this." And of course, uh, Hugh Jackman's gonna um, happily step in and add a little filler into the Wolverine story because they're filming. Uh, Wolverine 3 right now which is Old Man Logan which is his final film mm-hmm. as Wolverine the swan song is his about swan to song and this is Old Man Logan and, and when it comes closer we'll talk about Old Man Logan but that takes place like 20 30 years from the current timeline where it would the, the timeline mind you that was reset by Days of Future Past yeah. where everything's like happy and like he's a teacher at the school it takes place 20 to 30 years after that so he's literally old man Logan. He's retired. But again, I could go off on this because we're missing some key characters here, namely Hawkeye and Hulk, mm-hmm. who play pivotal roles in this. But getting back, of course he jumped at the chance to do this because when else are we going to get a chance to see Hugh Jackman donning the full weapon X guard? That was so impressive i was very happy i was with that. so thrilled about they that got that down so close to a t except for the red visor yeah that's the only thing that was lacking yeah but i could i could see why they'd leave no that of out. course because they want you to see hugh jackman they yes. don't want you to see weapon x that's yeah. totally about like it's hugh jackman as wolverine everybody applause 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 yeah. of course it's totally that kind of moment it was great i love that so more Give me more. Um, I could have sworn that there was a there was another flaw that kind of irritated. Oh yes, um, Storm. When was she Egyptian? Um, actually, no. So she is um her character originally uh, Aurora Monroe, uh, or the yeah. the proper the proper pronunciation Aurora. is Aurora Aurora. Thank you. I'm uh, again doing my research here. Is Aurora Monroe? Excuse me. Yes, I was right. Um, she's actually from Africa. She's actually from Africa. In the comics, I believe she comes from like a fictional country yeah, or place. Yeah, North, or North right? African country. And mm-hmm. she actually, her and um, uh, T'Chall, which are Black Panther, 
mm-hmm. together in a very, very deep romantic relationship for a good while. And so, no, she's she's African. So they went back to roots here. And I was very, actually, very happy to hear a passable uh, North African accent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't done a ton of research into what those accents sound like, but it was believable. Uh-huh. For, for an American actress to be able to do something like that, I was, I was happy with it. Yeah, it was interesting because I, I didn't pick, I didn't know any of the history from the comic books and I didn't pick okay. up on any accent with uh, Halle Berry's portrayal. No, actually. In, no, they didn't even try. No, yeah. they did. In the first X-Men, you get 10 minutes of it and then she got rid of it. Yeah. There's some like small right. line where she's trying to blend in or something like that. So she needs to speak with a, you know, like a more of a proper uh, mm-hmm. accent. So um, Corinne, you want to add more? Um, I, those are the ones that come to mind. If I, okay. if I pop up any others, I'll let you know. Okay. Lovely. Viking. Uh, well, I'm I'm not familiar with the X Men comics, um, okay. so for me going into the film, it was just you know just having seen all the other previous films. Okay. Um, I was very excited to go back to the '80s and relive a little bit of my childhood, and um, also the uh, scene with the angel when uh, Apocalypse transforms him to having the the metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <coughs> Sorry. Yeah. The song in the background was a very old school Metallica song. Oh yeah, they played the Four Horsemen. Exactly, which is perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. It was perfect, and and I was like, oh man, he's 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 listening to metal and literally turning into metal. That was pretty rad. So so at that moment, I was kind of like, yeah, this is awesome. Um, but but for me, as being a a, a fan of, I guess you could say, the film fan tries fan tries fan bleh. <laughs> franchise <laughs> franchise. Uh, not knowing very much about the comics, um, you know, it, it, I, I don't know how to say it. Um, I felt like I could have rented a DVD and watched this, although it was kind of cool to see some of the effects, but I didn't think that they were that spectacular. Um, and, uh, you know, for me, uh, there was two characters that, that pretty much made the film enjoyable. Um, actually, I'll say three. Apocalypse. Magneto and uh, is it Quicksilver? Yeah, Quicksilver. Quicksilver, of course. Okay, so of course, that, I love him. Those were the most enjoyable things for me is watching and and um, but and and you know what? I'll 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 digress real quick. Mm-hmm. The most enjoyable point of the film was seeing the Phoenix. Oh yes. yeah, thank you, I, thank you. And we'll, I, we'll get into her. I was yeah, begging for that. We should get into movie. that, but but I just I I literally wanted to scream in the movie theater. Finally, finally, yes. fucking finally, we get yes. to see uh, her full power, and and that was pretty cool. Um, so I thought the film I'd I'd give it like a seven out of ten if I was to be like a Metacritic or something. Okay, but um, but uh, I did have there were some things that annoyed me. Yeah. Um, there were some things where I went, oh God, that's really fucking cheesy dialogue. Why the hell did they make them say that? Um, but uh, overall, you know, I I think the 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 part for me that was the hardest was God. How much more can they torture Magneto? Oh, I know. God, I, I know. So, right. This, all right. All right. Hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I want to. I want to weigh in because I think we've all kind of come around and given like a like a little rough summary. And so I I want to I want to drop mine in and then I'd like to. Uh, do a quick few minutes with everybody's high and low point. So um, overall, I'm going to give the film. I'm going to give the film a little bit more. I'm going to drop. I'm going to drop like a seven and a half, maybe maybe like a soft eight on the film. I I mean, it wasn't as epic as Civil War, 
<laughs> you know, there there were nothing this year has been as epic no, as Civil no. War. There were several instances in Civil War I was like, yeah, I was like, uh, I mean, I was literally like gripping the seat. But there were two different instances where I was I was fully engrossed and absolutely enthralled in the film. And overall, I enjoyed the movie. I liked it a lot, but the scene with Quicksilver showing up the mansion and saving everybody, total, total, <laughs> total high it. point, big, big How many nerd people point. told us to shut up and stop laughing How when many we people? saw it? Oh, no, there was the guy above us, like two rows above us, it's like, you guys need to shut the fuck up. Harrison and I were cackling, cackling at the top loud. of our lungs in a fucking full and theater when they did that whole scene. This guy was fucking pissed. It and was then, so great. And then the other, and the, the other scene, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on the Phoenix here, finally... After drawing out the whole bit with Jean embracing her powers, she walks out into like thin air and just releases. Uh, so good. So overall, I like the movie. Uh, I, again, I'll give it like a soft eight, a really hard seven and a half. It was right there in the middle. Overall, I enjoyed the film. There were a few points. I didn't. They didn't flush out the horseman as well as I would have liked. Angel and Psylocke. They just they didn't have the depth and um, complexity that I really want to see, especially Psylocke. You know, Psylocke is a badass. I mean, a great fucking badass ninja. She's a ninja. She's got mad skills, and she can do a hell of a lot more with her powers than create energy weapons. And yes, it fell really short when she's got like four lines. Now, Olivia Munn isn't some big intellectual giant when it comes to the acting scene. She's by no means an A-lister. I mean, I would barely say she's a B-lister. But in essence, she served as much to motivate the plot as Lois Lane did in Batman v Superman. Right. She Brian... was just there to look hot and to, to exploit some cool action scenes. And yes, the CG wasn't as strong as I thought it could have been. But I think overall the story was pretty sound and the movie was definitely carried by Magneto and Mystique and Apocalypse. In general, I like the movie. It could have been better, but um, I'll say it, it wasn't a dud, not by any stretch of the means. So let's go into the our high and low. Randall. On a quick side note before we do that, okay, Brian Singer Please stop paying attention to Zack Snyder's career. <laughs> <laughs> oh me! If you're going, at least if you're going to continue to do the X Men, if if so, if you're if you think what Zack Snyder is doing right now is good, you should probably kill yourself. Ooh. That um, being said, that being said, <laughs> highlights of the movie for me biggest was probably Apocalypse himself as the villain. Just Oscar Isaac was incredible. Um. I got I think yeah and then the lowest the lowest point for me is the um the rest of the bad guys pretty much. Uh Oscar Isaac is such an incredible actor and did such an incredible job. But the four horsemen, his four horsemen who are supposed to be his agents of 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 chaos who carry out his will kind did of... not match him in terms of yeah. performance. And in terms of their utilization and everything. And I found that to be probably the most disappointing part of the movie. The emphasis seemed to be a lot more on trying to be like, hey, here's our shiny new cast. 
And here's all these fun movies we're going to do going forward, which is why I say again, Brian Singer, stop listening to Zack Snyder, because that's what he did with Batman v Superman is basically turned Batman v Superman into the Justice League preview. And I kind of felt like that a little bit with X-Men Apocalypse that they did sort of that that Brian Singer did sort of the same thing. And that's why Civil War was so much better than these other movies is because Marvel did that, but they know how to hide it better. And X-Men needs to do the same, just like just like fucking DC does. Okay. Lady Slade, what you got? Um, I would give it an 8 out of 10. I was really pleasantly surprised because I didn't know anything about what was going on and going into it. And so I was really pleasantly surprised with uh, Sansa and her performance and seeing the Phoenix and then seeing... I'm going to say <laughs> Sansa. Sansa. <laughs> Sansa, Sansa, whatever you say. But her... Um, Simply Sophia. Sansa Sophie. It's uh, Sophie Turner. <laughs> Sophie Turner. I really... That was a surprise. And I, I really liked her as the Phoenix and, and having her the story and how she let loose and, and was a pivotal part of taking down um, Apocalypse. And I loved, it was Oscar Isaac, that's his name? Oscar yes. Isaac. Yes. He was amazing. I love him in everything he does. And so his, he was a great performance. And I would agree the down part, um, the down part for me was the lack in his four. Um, I was really disappointed in that. And then um, I, I was kind of bummed that he, uh, Quicksilver didn't tell Magneto that he's his son. I wanted, I wanted him to tell him. They have to leave something for the future. I, I just wanted to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Next time on X-Men. <laughs> Quicksilver reveals the truth about his lineage. <laughs> yeah, they, they're going to drag it out, but I, I was excited to see it. I wanted it. That moment, I was like, <gasps> he's not going to say it. He's not going to say it. And then I also really loved, um, well, it was really, really sad and emotional and... Fastbender did a great job when he lost his oh, wife and his God, daughter, and yes. then how he took the necklace that he already said that is his parents' photos, and that's what started him turning into Magneto in the first place is losing them, and then using that locket to just mm-hmm. demolish all the cops. Ugh, it's perfect poetry. Yes, the whole yeah. thing was pure poetry. Getting to see him finally like be happy and put his past behind him. And and everything, but and and the and the reason why it was so satisfying is because you know that a that a person like him, that he that that Eric cannot put the past behind him. He has done and seen too much, and he is too powerful, and so he will always be on the run, no matter what. It was only a matter of time. Okay. Um. I'd say the highest point for me was was seeing the Phoenix. I think that was the moment in the film that I just wanted to cheer. I um, did. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was just like, oh hell yes. And and I really did not mind Sophie Turner as as Jean Grey and I and I and I'm uh fully supporting her in that role going forward. Um the lowest point for me, um, I I you know, I do agree with you all. The the other three uh, horsemen obviously weren't weren't as fleshed out, um, but the lowest point for me was um, the fact that Magneto didn't do what he should have done. I like Magneto as a villain. I do not like him as a hero. So I I wanted to see Magneto maybe not support Apocalypse in the end, but you know maybe just walk away from the whole fucking thing. And go off and do his thing. So, um, you know, I, I, to me, that was a low point. I, I want to see Magneto as a villain. He, he's a proper villain. I love the way McKellen played him, and I do love the way that Fastbender, Fastbender plays him. But, um, that, 
that to me was a low point. Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna brush on my low point here with the horseman. It's probably like my second my second low point here in that I I I didn't see them fleshed out the way I would have liked to have seen them. But uh I will say my biggest low point uh is is conjoined with my high point in that it just took too fucking long to see the Phoenix come to fruition. That whole build up you know, Xavier's fighting mentally with Apocalypse. That just drug on a little too long for my liking. It really, really did. You know, uh, there's a big difference between us. Oh, what's that? You're alone, and I am not. Jean, unleash your power. Unleash your power. Bitch, fucking unleash your power already. Then when she finally does it, I immediately went from, ah, oh, goddammit, finally, 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 finally. Fucking, all right, I'm looking at my watch. Like, come on, come on, come on. But I was literally edge of my seat. It was dragging on so much that I started to get pissed off. But then when she <laughs> finally does it, I was, oh I, oh, I was so happy. I mean, she walks out again in a, in, into thin air. And I'm a big Sophie Turner fan, okay? Like, every single turn, seeing her as Jean, I loved the American accent. It was totally believable. Yes, I've seen her for six years now as Sansa Stark, but... She was definitely good enough, and seeing her in the role of Jean Grey, I think she was kind of made for it. She's a natural redhead. She's got presence. She's got the height. She definitely comes on screen, and she knows what she's doing, and I and I love it. And to, to see her step out there and, like, unleash all that and have the fire burning in her eyes, I mean, that was easily the high point for me. I was, was very satisfied, and Randall can attest to this. I was set forward in my chair, hugging the one in front of me just like, do it, do it, do it, do it. Shaking my hands like I had all the crazy feels. Close runner-up was every single time that Oscar Isaac was on screen. Every single time. Some of his dialogue was the best written dialogue I've heard on screen in a while. He just had such presence and, 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 and he conveyed so much honest, sinister... Oh, charisma, all in like one weird misshapen ball. It just makes me want to see that motherfucker do some Shakespeare. Shakespeare!